baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. If we just sit back and just state we're going to uh, just allow people to be here forever and just continue to hint taxpayers with dollars, not trying things new and different, we're not going to solve this problem. Yeah, so new and different is handing out $10,000 prepaid debit cards to migrants in New York City. That's Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City. It's nuts. And Nicole Gelinas is with us. She uh, is a contributor to the City Journal, a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute, the author of After the Fall. Nicole, how can I get my hands on one of these debit cards? It sounds like something we could use here in St. Louis as well. How are you? Yeah, good afternoon, Mark. Thanks for having me on. I'm well. How are you? Uh, we're okay, but what What in the world? I think a lot of us here in this part of the country have been scratching our heads over this and how it happened. And, you know, you kind of highlighted that it may be even worse than we think, right? Right. Well, you know, the mayor is creating a new problem to solve an existing problem. So, you know, your your listeners are probably familiar by now that New York City has this unique right to shelter. Nobody made us do this. We took this upon ourselves to say, it's not an exaggeration, anybody in the world can come to New York and get unlimited shelter on demand, no questions asked. You know, you could be living in New York years and be down on your luck and need shelter, or you could have just arrived here yesterday and and come and, and show up looking for shelter. And part of the right to shelter is three meals a day that the city government guarantees and they contract with these no-bid vendors, uh, you know, preferred vendors. Goodness knows why they pick one vendor over another because there's no competitive bid process. These bidders, are, these uh, vendors are supposed to pro- provide food. And some of the food is inedible, you know, it's it's expired, it's rotten, what have you. And the migrants don't like some of the food. You know, it's not, it doesn't fit uh, halal or whatever, vegan or whatever dietary restrictions. And so a lot of the food gets thrown away. So, you know, there's ways to solve that. I mean, schools feed people, hospitals feed people, prisons feed people. This is not that hard. But the city is solving this by instead of giving the migrants food directly, going to start giving migrants money to buy food. So goes out, does another no-bid contractor with this uh, debit card company, MochaFi, going to start giving the migrants debit cards so that they can buy their own food at local supermarkets, local drug stores, uh, local convenience stores, and and so forth. So, you know, the city has they, – they released as little information as possible as they could about this program until I got my hand on the actual contract. And the contract gives them massive scope, uh, as you said, up to $10,000 on a debit card. Why would you write into the contract that you'll allow up to $10,000 on the debit card if you didn't plan to allow people to put that much on the debit card? A possibility of giving these cards directly to minors, you know, their parents have to sign off on it if you give the cards to children. Uh, And the possibility that you can use these cards at ATMs, including international ATMs. There's a fee schedule. So you can't you can get cash out, too. You can get cash with them. 
the, you know, this is the city says one thing and writes down another. So the city will tell you verbally, oh, no, we're never going to do that. That's going to be turned off. We're not going to give people $10,000. We're going to give people $15 a day. Uh, they can only use it at supermarkets. They have to sign an affidavit that they can only use it at supermarkets and convenience stores. But the actual contract is very okay. different. You know, this is not a food stamp program. This is a, a debit card, basic income cash program. Okay, so Nicole, then this kind of I, I want to segue into what might be, and I, I refer to this as journalistic malpractice because there was an interesting exchange that you had with a reporter from the New York Times who was kind of curious about this story, right? I want you to explain that. Right, and, and you know, here I go, and this is just like normal doing your job. It's no great heroics. Like the I, the mayor started talking about this program about a month ago, and he didn't want to. The Post had actually found out. The news reporter said, found out about this program, asked him about it. He said, don't worry about it. It's only a pilot program for 500 families staying at one hotel. We'll give them you know, $20 a day per person and see how it works and if it saves money. So I said, okay, I wonder what the size of the contract was. So I went on the city website where they don't give you the contract, but they tell you the amount. And the amount was $50 million. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. A pilot for 500 people only works out to about $6 million a year. So where do you get $50 million contract? So I used the Freedom of Information Act, asked the independent uh, the, the budget office for a copy of the full contract. And lo and behold, you know, the contract is very different from what the mayor's been saying. It's not going to be for 500 people. It's open-ended. There's a fee schedule for disbursements of $150 million and above. So it even goes above the $50 million that he that was the number registered in the contract. So I gave them, got in touch with them, uh, said to the department doing this and to the mayor's office, can you explain some of these discrepancies? You know, why do you have international ATM capability? How much is each family going to get? They never answered me, so I wrote my story. And so, you know, along comes the New York Times and says that it's incorrect. And why does the Times say it's incorrect? Because City Hall selectively talks to them after my story comes out and says the same thing they've been saying for a month. Don't worry about it. We're not going to use the full capabilities. It's only going to be 500 people. And so you know, New York Times uses this and says, oh, you know, this this person is wrong. This is just crazy conservative ranting. Yeah, and uh, you, I want to get into this a little bit more because you, you, you're talking to this, this reporter's name is uh, Emma Fitzsimmons, and you talk to her for a while, and you make it clear at no time during the conversation did she imply or even remotely hint that she would cast my original New York Post story as incorrectly reported or allow me to comment on an accusation. Then the Times story comes out, and they say debit cards seemed like a common-sense solution until Republican leaders and conservative voices came along and ridiculed it, making people upset. Chief among among the people causing this distress was you, of course, for incorrectly suggesting that migrants would receive up to $10,000 each in taxpayer money in an open-ended multi-million dollar, billion dollar Bermuda Triangle of disappearing untraceable cash for any used purpose. You know, it's a shame because I always remember journalism in kind of being the watchdog for government agencies, not the spokesperson. Right. And I don't blame the reporter. I think this is a systemic problem where the, the this goes up to the editors oh, and the Absolutely. larger that the paper wants to spin this narrative that everything is great it's just that we're complaining about making a big deal about nothing and that's true on a lot of new york city topics you know for example subway crime we've had 34 subway homicides 
since March of 2020. That's almost a decade and a half's worth of subway homicides in just four years. And that's because of bail reform. It's because of COVID dislocations. You know, that's like a whole other conversation. But to the Times, it's fine. Every time someone's killed on subway, they write that it's very rare, that you shouldn't worry about it because it's very rare. I mean, it almost, if you wasn't people getting killed, you would say it's kind of humorous because they have to write that it's very rare all the time. Same thing with the shoplifting crisis. You know, they tried not to write about the shoplifting crisis until they just couldn't avoid it anymore. I mean, the stores were closing everywhere. So this is another thing. You know, everything's great with the migrants. We can just house the entire world in New York City in unlimited benefit system. And there's no problems. The only problems is us sort of just saying crazy things. And then you point out, I want to close this way, because you, you said, you know, as standard journalistic practice, you wrote about this, you know, the original stories in the New York Post, you wrote about it on City Journal and said, uh, before writing this piece, I asked both Fitzsimmons, the New York Times reporter and her editor for on the record comments on its substantive points, including how to square Fitzsimmons's assertion to me that my piece raised important questions with her reporting to Times readers that my piece was simply incorrect in its most substantive, substantive suggestion. So your question is, how can both of these things be true? And you say you got a response saying our story is fair and accurate. When Ms. Yolinas sent a correction request, editors at the Times thoroughly reviewed the matter and found no correctable errors. That's kind of the pattern for the New York Times, so that doesn't really surprise me and probably right. doesn't you know, surprise you. Circling, circling the wagons until you just can't do it anymore. I mean, you can go back to reporting on Stalin. You know, this is this is a... This is a, a long-held pattern there. But it's just, you know, you're right that the reporter says, well, your story was what forced the city to respond and what forced the city to talk publicly about this. But the only thing that the paper said about my story was that it was incorrect. So if you're a good New Yorker, you only subscribe to the Times, you're not reading other news sources, the only thing you would learn about this is that the this is just completely – out there, you don't have to worry that the city is launching an open-ended debit card program with no exit strategy uh. and creating a parallel benefit system that we have no idea how much this is going to cost and what other public services that we're going to cut back. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 